So we are The Filmmaker's Cookbook, a podcast where we turn your favorite films into recipes, helping you expand your cinematic diets. Hosted by myself, Michelangelo White, and my friend, Charles. Hi, I'm Charles. Today's movie, we're going to break down Airplane, the 1980s comedy movie. You said earlier, before we started recording, that this movie has been talked about so much. But I feel like a lot of people I know have never heard of this movie. Really? Yeah, I was, I was talking to some friends earlier this week, and then they're like, "I've never, I've never heard of Airplane." I feel like Airplane is the movie that I hear most often when somebody's like, "They don't make good comedies anymore." Not like Airplane. <laughs> like you weren't even born <laughs> when that came out, and have you actually seen it? <laughs> Yeah. And it's not that it's bad. I think it's great. It's one of the best comedies ever. The airplane? Um, the airplane is? Yes. It has, like, in terms of number of jokes, it's insane. Somebody did a tally, and I don't know how accurate this is, but this is counting, like, everything from visual gags that are happening in the background to, like, the one-liners that people are giving. Mm-hmm. And they said there's, like, 900 jokes or something. <laughs> wow. Which is amazing in an hour-and-a-half movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's part of why it is still something that people can watch despite many of the jokes not aging very well. Because yeah. so many jokes, it just is like, you can find something you can laugh at. Give me a summary of the of the story, Chase. All right. The spoof comedy takes shots at the slew of disaster movies that were released in the 70s. When the passengers and crew of a jet are incapacitated due to food poisoning, a rogue pilot with a drinking problem must cooperate with his ex-girlfriend turned stewardess to bring the plane to a safe landing. And comedy ensues. Mm-hmm. Cool. Interestingly, going off of the Rotten Tomatoes website again, uh, it has a 97% fresh on the tomato meter from the critics, and the critic consensus is, though unabashedly juvenile and silly, Airplane is nevertheless an uproarious spoof comedy full of quotable lines and slapstick gags that endure to this day. But it has an 89% audience score, which is one of the few films where the audience score is lower than the critic score, which yeah. is fascinating. I feel like probably a lot of people nowadays probably reviewed it and kind of gave it a low score. I mean, as far as comedies go, I think it is sort of unique and emblematic of a certain type of broad comedy movie. It's probably the most broad and the most just pure comedy film I think you could have. There's nothing deep or serious at all going on here. It is just all jokes. Instead of just like talking about the film um, more, let's, do you wanna like transition into food and start talking about things and then like maybe breaking it down from to food from here? Well, so what flavors did this film give you? Um, personally, I feel like overall it was primarily a happy film. Definitely. It's a comedy and it did a good job um, at being a happy film. I don't know. I think that was maybe, I think discussed a little bit in terms of like some of the jokes might be distasteful to nowadays uh, viewers. Like, I feel like if I was to show this movie to someone for the first time, like, I might have been, I might be sweating a little through some of the jokes and be like, oh man, there must be thinking like, this is like a terrible joke. And I'm here kind of like grinning at it still. Um, so I think probably those two emotions 
What do you think? I feel like comedy is kind of a unique mixture of suspense and surprise and happiness. So I kind of landed on happy and surprise as the core emotions because it's like a happy surprise at the end of each scene. Actually, at the end of each line, just about when you notice all the different jokes going on. Mm-hmm. Or even if you notice one small detail in the background, like for some reason, I can't stop laughing at the part with the Mayo Clinic and you see all the jars of mayo behind the doctor. And it's just so dumb. Yeah. And the heart is bouncing around. And it's just, it is just perfectly stupid. I can see it. I can see surprise. So I would say that in like happiness is like a sweet and I would say surprise, like a spicy, and I would say fear would be like a bitter taste. Um, so you're saying it's like a sweet and spicy film. Definitely sweet, 100%. I think that's like, and I think the surprise and the disgust there was like, for me especially, it was like, I felt like 90% happy, sweet, and then like a little bit disgust, sour. But I can also see it being surprised, like a little spicy. So I think definitely the core flavor is sweet. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I agree. Okay, I can see that. Interesting. So should we, that's like our core, our core of this dish, of this movie would be like a, those are the flavors. A that sweet we're going. and spicy that turns sour because of age. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I kind of thought of like cheese almost. A cheese. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm almost thinking of like a pie at this point. Because I feel like pies are very classic. Or like a sandwich, but I don't know, like a sweet sandwich? For some reason, I feel like this has to be something that's like super overly sweet. Because it's just, it's pure comedy. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing drama. There's nothing deep or darker to ground it in a more complex flavor. At no point in the film are are you ever thinking like, oh, are they going to make it or whatever? It's just like, it's always going to be just like another joke. So I think, yeah, it definitely is overly sweet. And I think that is the core flavor there. But maybe we, maybe should we see what else is going on here and kind of see where this dish kind of progresses? Sure. The movie was written and directed by Dave, David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrahams. I think it's Abrahams. Okay. So late one night, these friends were... Uh, they would record late night TV for the commercials to make skits for another movie they were making. And then they just happened to record a movie called Zero Hour, which is like a movie that came out in the 1950s. That is the exact same premise. Ex-pilot who wife leaves him, him and his son go on the plane. The only thing is they don't have a kid in the in the 1980s airplane spoof movie but uh they go onto the plane and the whole thing happens they eat the fish that's bad they get sick and he has to fly the plane and he has to land it they watch the film and they say this is like a perfect film structurally speaking and they just had so much fun with it that they wanted to add jokes to it and that's kind of how the movie came about it's literally a shot for shot remake mm-hmm. in certain scenes yeah. Many of the lines are drawn directly from that movie, which is why IMDb actually credits the original writers of Zero Hour as uncredited screenwriters for this film. 
for airplane. Yeah, I, I, there's like videos on YouTube even that you can look that compare like a side by side mm -hmm. comparison of the two films and they're like so almost exact. Yeah, and um, they bought the rights. They, they were told that they can use it, but they still bought the rights to the film and the script for a whopping $2,500. Like steel. Yeah, I mean, airplane's budget was three and a half million dollars, and it ended up making like a hundred and eighty-five million dollars. Yeah, definitely. So they definitely made a good call there, I think. And I will say also that a lot of the elements, going back to David and, and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrahams, um, I think they are the core flavor. Also, like they're the ones adding all the flavor to this movie because, mm -hmm. like, they wrote the jokes, um, they decided all the directing, and they casted everyone, they did everything, like they did most of the work, and you can definitely kind of see all their flavors being implemented into the movie. A lot of the stuff is just like from those three core players. I think the larger direction is from those three, but in my research what I found was that there was a lot of collaboration actually between the many actors and three directors and also kind of interesting with the three directors because at this time it was not really allowed to have more than one person directing and it was a bit of a joke that I think Jim Abrahams was going to put David Zucker and Jerry Zucker in his name so that they could all be credited and it would just be Jim David Zucker Jerry Zucker Abrahams directed this so I, that they I, could all three get credit. <laughs> I kind of wish they did that because that would have been funny. Oh, you know what? Actually, that, that kind of makes me think of um, like chai. And then it goes flat after a while. Like a chai. A chai. Oh, like chai tea. Like a chai tea has cinnamon and cardamom. Cardamom's kind of a spicy mm -hmm. like, element to a chai. Like a, not like a like Starbucks chai or something like that. You know, like a very... Um, westernized chai of just like it's so overly sweet which possibly could be but you know but still holds that like cardamom flavor in it mm -hmm. which I think the cardamom is what makes the spiciness to a chai tea originally so maybe like a chai tea flavored cake or something like that even maybe because mm. um, I'm not thinking of it as like a drink actually I'm still, I'm still thinking of it as like a dessert it feels like a dessert movie. It we, That's what I keep thinking too. It's like a dessert or like a candy or something. Yeah, like after you put the kids to sleep and you lay down on the sofa and you put on airplane uh, and have a, a slice of cake or pie or some kind of dessert. One of my favorite jokes in the movie is when they're taking off. <laughs> over, over, Roger. <laughs> over, over. Uh, uh, Roger, Victor Roger. What's your Victor? What's your Vector, Victor? <laughs> yeah, it's very tongue-in-cheek, wordplay, comedy, pun. It's just so stupid. <laughs> I think that the acting also lends to that stupidness of it because there are all these like non-comedic actors who are playing like a straight role but are saying like, comedy stuff and like making jokes the fact that they got all of these actors who are known for doing all of these very serious roles to say just the dumbest thing but in the most serious matter-of-fact way 
is really, I think, what grounds the comedy and makes it so funny. But I also think another thing about this that makes them all work is the fact that they are happening so fast mm-hmm. and juxtapose against a slew of other jokes. So you're barely catching them before another one is being hurled at you. Yeah, definitely. There's so many jokes that even this time watching around that I like didn't catch. I actually never even realized that mayo scene, like all the mayo. Like I remember the heart <laughs> drumming around, but I always remember like them saying like the mayo and that whole like sandwich joke that they say in there. Like I don't even remember that. Um, uh, hold the mayo. Yeah, hold the mayo. Like ham on one, hold the mayo. Yeah. Um, like it's those. So good. Yeah, those like I didn't even catch that, and I was like what and then as and now watching like oh there's a bunch of mayo just behind him on the shelves you know like those are just like such like there's so many jokes going on at once that like that you miss which is part of why it's you're able to rewatch this movie too is because there's so much that you pick up on the second third fourth time you've seen it Mm -hmm. which i think is why a lot of people really enjoy it as like almost like a cult film uh, because it, it is so rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think... It's almost a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's like also going to that sweet happiness is that like you can't always be eating sweets. It's like that guilty pleasure at the end of the night after like a hard day's work or something like that. Like, just enjoying a slice of cake or a cookie or something like that, you know, like it doesn't have a lot of nutritional value to it besides it being just something fun to do. Like why do you eat sweets? Not because it's healthy, but because it's tastes good and it's fun to eat. I feel like though, this is sort of breaking our nutritional model a little bit because I don't think this is a bad film to watch in terms of like giving you variety. But I think, Cookies or sweets are also not nutritionally valuable, but not saying that they're not a bad, not a good thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit in a in a diet, but it's also like even a lot of diets or people have, you know, like very strict diets where they're eating a lot of lean meats and um, a lot of vegetables. There's always like that cheat meal or that guilty pleasure like that one moment within the hard work of like being able to you know have something special and i think it it fits in that nutritional diet not as like a thing that you can have every day but something that can fit in occasionally to just make the mundaneness of an like a nutritional value like a nutrition like being having some more deeper meaning, I guess, you know, like adding something to like, to look forward to, I guess. It's just, it's another variety. You know, if you're only watching these kinds of films, I think you're missing out on lots of other food groups that you could be enjoying. We talked about the actors, they added, you know, would you say that's the spiciness to it? I think it is because it's the straightness of their comedy that is um, then the deadpanness of their comedy that is allowing you to have those moments of surprise because you don't expect a very serious performance to then conclude with somebody explaining what a hospital is 
literally. And like Leslie Nelson, for instance, the doctor, I will say that like another element to it also, they hired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, a real life athlete, and he was playing in this movie, which is kind of, they're making fun of, I think, in the original um, Zero Hour film, the co-pilot was also an athlete. And that's kind of why they hired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, I didn't know that. I thought they were just making fun of all of the string of movies that had athletes play randomly just to be like a famous person in a movie mm -hmm. <laughs> to draw eyes. No, yeah. I mean, I think even to this day... I heard that uh, in my research, uh, the child actor that is questioning him, uh, apparently he wasn't um, aware that he was going to get yelled at by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And uh, he was literally scared in that moment when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar threatens him. <laughs> Didn't he like grab him too? Yeah. That's so, so funny. He says that wasn't acting. He was actually terrified. That makes sense. Cause that, I was like, that kid generally did look terrified in that scene. Um, that's funny. I didn't, I didn't know that. I also want to say really quickly about the sound. That's not really uh, music, but it's like the sound design. I think, um, did you ever, did you notice that it's a jet plane, but you hear propellers? Whenever, <laughs> whenever you see the, the actual plane, you hear propellers running, not like an, a jet engine. I did not notice that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because also like I was watching the original one, uh, Zero Hour, not the, I guess the one it, it was based off of, and that one uses like a propeller plane. And they actually wanted to have a propeller plane for this movie, but they ended up having to use a jet plane, but they still kept the, they still decided to do the propeller sound effects instead of like a jet plane um, sound effects, which I think is just like- It's just a, another meta joke. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like, those small things are just like, little things you can find each time you view it, um, which is just kind of really hilarious. And something literally you would never pick up on your first viewing. You would only pick it up on your third, fourth, fifth viewing. <laughs> the overall flavor of this movie is happy in terms of it's really sweet and it's spicy because it's a little surprising. And maybe it didn't age that well entirely, but because it's a comedy, I feel like you can forgive it a little bit if, as long as it makes you laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think ultimately if a comedy makes you laugh, I think it a achieved its job, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what kind of food do you think this would be? We kind of have a lot of... Um... I like the, the idea of like a chai latte cake. I feel like that could be cool. What if it was like a tiramisu, but instead of coffee, it was chai? Chai tiramisu. Okay, I'm into it. I feel like it needs to be spicier, because I feel like it is, it's Carmen. literally making fun of almost everyone. <laughs> okay, like a, a whipped cream that has cardamom in it, like ground up cardamom. Because I feel like the cardamom it's pretty spicy, mm -hmm. like not spicy, like hot spicy, but it has a lot of spice and a lot of flavor and a lot of kick to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's bold. It needs to be a bold flavor. Yeah, yeah. I think cardamom definitely achieves that. Um, so chai 
latte tiramisu with a cardamom whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like pistachios on there too. What did those add? <laughs> I don't know. Some nuttiness, you know? Like it's a nutty movie. It is a nutty movie. Um, <laughs> I'm also like thinking of the, the imagery of it. Like I'm seeing like a cake that's like a tiramisu in style. So it's like a little dark and like um, chocolatey almost in a way uh, in the terms of how tiramisu is. Like it's, you know, tiramisu is, is dipped in coffee. I think that's how you make it, right? I um, have no idea. I feel like it needs to be stupid. Like, what's a, a stupid element? Well, I feel like tiramisu Or it needs to be is... like a parody of a dessert. Like, like you know, like those little, like, royal finger cakes? No. <laughs> no you're you mean like lady fingers? Is that what you're talking about? No. <laughs> like, like they're... Royal fingers? <laughs> they're like little cakes that kings and queens eat. Uh, okay, I'm not sure I'm following you, but <laughs> all, all right, okay. So it's sure it's me a parody of a dessert. Yeah, but it's still it's very sweet. Or like maybe maybe since it's a disaster movie, mm-hmm. what is like a a bitter thing that we're making surprise? Because like disaster movies are all about like fear and suspense, but we're going to turn it around and make it actually a sweet thing. Well, I was if I go back to pies for a second, um, I'm thinking also like cherry pie could possibly be because like cherries are sweet but also like tart and bitter a little bit, and then maybe like a cherry pie where you know it's like those cherries you buy at like the supermarket that you put in like a Shirley Temple or something. Um, they're like candied cherries and in a point where it feels like you're eating a fake cherry not really really a a real cherry that could be a thing or possibly even like a um what if it's a dessert sandwich dessert sandwich dessert like a like you have cake bread okay wait wait Kind of like those like Japanese candies or some of that that are um, like a candy hamburger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but not like jellies. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, it could be jellies. I don't know. But like like something that is unexpectedly sweet, but with a little kick. So it looks like a sandwich. Like you or know, is it like, actually like those bread? surprise foods where you like cut into something and like, oh my god, that's a cake. Oh, yeah, so it's like a baby, the shape of a baby, and it looks like a baby, and then you cut into it, it's actually a cake. We don't condone cutting babies in half on this channel. Um, But, but like, like it's a sandwich. It looks like a sandwich, and then you bite into it, and then it's completely sweet. Gotcha. With, like, a little spiciness. So it's like a... I like the flavors of chai. Yeah. Chai with, like, cardamom. And then what could we do to make it, like... Like, like uh, it could be like angel food cake bread. Like two slices of angel food cake. What what would be in the center of the, the sandwich? You're just describing a cake, though. Like, cake has layers. <laughs> is, it, is it not? Just go with it. <laughs> okay. 
so it's a is it like a mini? It's like a hand-sized kind of thing? Like like you were making like no, a sourdough? No, i like a literal sandwich. I want this to be as stupid as possible because that's how I feel about this movie. Okay, I'm following you. Like, could you do like a fruit roll-up that looks like pastrami? Okay. And then it's like a slice of cake that looks like bread. Yeah. So like layers of, of okay. cherry... Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a French dip. Okay. So you know how like there's the French dip mm-hmm. and then you dip it into the ajout, which is the sauce, <laughs> right? You dip it in the sauce and that gives it a lot of flavor. So I'm thinking of like a sweet version of that where instead of like a sauce, it's like a chai tea interesting okay and the the sandwich is the cake and you know maybe it's in a sandwich shape or whatnot i'm kind of trying to figure out how that would work almost like kind of you would do with a donut you would don't dip a donut into coffee and eat it um, yeah, yeah yeah you know maybe it's like and then maybe it's like a a chai cake with like a cardamom whipped cream topping and like fruit roll up uh leather like fruit inside of it leather yeah kind of thing like a layer in between there to make it look like it's like a cake what are we gonna do for greens well like like i think oh that's the pistachio pistachios are green you can have like green pistachio in there maybe like pistachio um uh like a pistachio whipped cream or something not whipped cream but the what is that kind of fondant pistachio fondant okay so that it, you can kind of make it look like green leaves or something. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And then... And then the, like, spread on the in- inside, there would be, like, mayo or whatever you would put on it. Would probably be, be mustard, right? Usually sure. in, like, a pastrami or, or, like, that kind of sandwich. So that could be... That would be your, your whipped cream thing that you're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. And then what else do we need? Cheese? Cheese. I mean, I think you can do either different fondants or like different creams with different flavors of like a like a cinnamon. Cinnamon maybe could be like a mustard, like that the mustard that's not really crushed. Um, you know, it's like the seedy the CD mustard. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Okay. okay. So it's like a mustard that's not not like a yellow mustard or like a Dijon that's like a um, silky consistency, but it's like still seedy um, from the mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be like a cinnamon kind of cream or something, and then the um, the other like the cheese could be cardamom or something. Like it could be different elements in there, right? I don't know. I guess it could just be like different flavored fondants. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of a green pistachio fondant and then, like, a cinnamon, like a, like, a maybe just a normal flavored fondant with, like, cinnamon flakes to make it look like pepper jack cheese. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, grated or, you know, like, ground cinnamon that's mm-hmm. been added to it. Yeah, I do like that. Um, or even crushed pistachios. <laughs> Sure. You know, like something like those yeah yeah so do pistachios and chai tea go together 
I have no idea. I don't know. I think the imagery for that to me just sounds interesting. Like it sounds mm-hmm. appealing. And then it's literally like a dessert sandwich, which is the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. And you can make it look as close to a sandwich as possible. Yeah. And it's literally a parody of a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so you have like a French dip pastrami sandwich. Would it, do, do we care which one it is? No. So um, what are we going to call this? The This is like the in-flight meal, right? Okay. The in-flight dessert meal? Or... Like this is the the mile-high sandwich. Gotcha. The mile-high sandwich. Um, the... Uh, or... or um, what is trying to make a th- think of a joke that is kind of similar to the the hospital line like what is a hospital what did she say she doesn't say what is a hospital she said she says she, what is what, that what's that and then he says he says it's a building with it's a building with a bunch of lights or something i forgot what he says we'll i can't remember the line either but that's that's not important right now um yeah well insert here once we figure all that out this is the where that section will be. Mm-hmm. I think just for a placeholder, I'm just gonna randomly just say something. Okay. Or like, let's just really quickly decide on. Um, so. So it's pretty much a parody on a pastrami sandwich with a dip. But instead of a sandwich, pastrami sandwich, the ingredients are replaced with sweet ingredients, a cake top and bottom with different um, fondants. Fondants? Sure. That was fondants. Fondants. Um, inside and different ingredients, sweet and spicy. Uh, you got some cinnamon, some cardamom, uh, a lot of sugar. It's overly sweet. And you dip it into juice. And which is going to be a sweet, but a little bit spicy um, chai tea, which will bring together this dish that is a comedy movie that is parody of a very serious film. And um, yeah, I think it's, over. that's it, I think. Well, that's our recipe and um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope if you haven't watched Airplane, watch Airplane um, and this dish I think we did a good job. I think it, I can visualize this dish being this movie. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. And any come last? back next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Filmmaker's Cookbook. The show is hosted and produced by Charles Helbeck and myself, Michelangelo White. This episode was edited by myself, Michelangelo White, and the show logo was created by Yumi White. The music for this episode was provided by T-Bless and The Professionals. If you guys like this episode, uh, we have another show called Concession Impressions that you can check check out. That's going to be a weekly show, while Filmmaker's Cookbook is going to come out every four weeks. 
We hope you enjoy. The next episode is going to be dropping on August 29th. We hope you look out for it. Concession Impressions from here on out is going to be releasing every Friday. So we hope you look out for that as well. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you guys next time either on Concession Impressions or from my Cookbook. See you around.